0: hello hello and welcome back or welcome for the first time to playtime my name is andrew barnett and i am a child therapist who lives and works in beautiful asheville north carolina and this is a podcast dedicated to children and play therapy coming at those things from a child-centered perspective And today on the podcast, I wanted to chat about carrots and sticks and punishment and all of that sort of thing, and want to begin the podcast with a couple of anecdotes. It has been quoted to me many times in my life, both by parents I've seen, and if you're one of those parents and you're listening, uh, this is not said with any judgment. My heart goes out to you, as always. But what's been said is that, and this is something I even heard myself as a child, From many people teachers parents whoever else and that thing that was said was that when you do what you're supposed to do then you get rewarded that's how it works when you're a child then that's how it works when you're an adult and that's why we have a system of rewards in place sometimes for children when they do things that we want them to do I even know of therapists who have been known to give children some kind of a treat or a prize when they've accomplished something that they were supposed to accomplish, or when they've shared some feelings in session. And the rationale for doing so is because it is said that that's how the world works when we're adults as well. And I don't necessarily want to debate whether or not that's true. I certainly know of people who have beautiful souls and are in touch with their feelings and are heart-centered individuals who experience all kinds of struggle and do all kinds of beautiful things for which they don't get rewarded. I also know of people who I can feel some judgment against sometimes or who I feel maybe don't always act in a way that is supportive to the people around him who have lots of success and have gotten lots of prizes in their life for and those prizes could be just like money and whatever else comes. They, You know, they have a successful life. Let's just say that. That I think that that system where we tell people that when you do something good, that you get something good. And if you do something bad, that something bad happens to you is ultimately not true all the time. And arguably isn't even a system that we really want to raise people inside of in the first place. It puts a ceiling on a child's ability to... Develop altruism or to develop simply being a supportive community member because that's what they feel is the right thing to do and it doesn't matter if something good comes to them or who can feel the expansion of the self that comes with sacrificing for somebody else or who can feel the warmth that happens when someone else is comforted when you give something of yourself to someone else without expecting anything in return. I was listening to a podcast recently, and there was a person on the podcast, and I'm not going to get all the details of this correct, so I apologize, but who is living in a tribal culture in Alaska, uh, an Inuit tribe, and was describing how he was never scolded when he was a child there was one time he stole twenty dollars from his grandfather or his father something like that and went to the store to buy a plane like a model airplane and he's like twenty dollars was a lot of money and so like he he knew that it took a lot of time for his family to actually have that much money to spend on something and when he turned around his aunt was in the store and his aunt said to him what do you got there and he said i've got a plane and she said, how'd you get the money for that? And he you know, had a feeling of like, oh, no. And he said, well, I stole it from my grandfather. And she said, and what are you going to do now? And he said, well, I'm going to return the plane and give the money back to my grandfather. And she said, good boy. And when he did that and he told his grandfather about it, his grandfather also said, good boy. And then they went back to the store and they, he actually bought the plane for him. And why that story feels worth telling is because there are different ways to go about developing a child and raising a child and cultivating values inside of a child than the punishment reward system. There are ways that transcend the punishment reward system because the reality is if someone is only doing something because they think they're going to get something or not doing something because they're afraid to be punished, because if the goal of of raising children is to help them develop into healthy adults. The healthiest adults that I know don't need rewards to do what they think is right. And they don't need punishment to not do what they think is wrong. That there's an internal moral compass to a person. There's a person being able to trust their instincts and trust their feelings. A person who has developed an identity and perhaps some sort of code of ethics that they live by, that they have cultivated, that they can access those values and live through those values as a person, and none of any of that has anything to do with punishment or with rewards. In the example that I gave, what those adults did for this child is, first, they allowed him to make the right choice, Because when he talked about how when he sunk back into himself, he knew at bottom that he should return the plane and give the money back. That His aunt helped him check in with his conscience. Then after he checks in and says what he's going to do, she supports him in his decision. She doesn't shame him, she doesn't add punishment to it at this point, she supports him in his growth and development. And when he goes to his grandfather, same thing happens. He's supported in his growth and development and then he actually gets the plane he he has a relationship to them now where it's like well if i if i want something badly enough i can i can communicate with these people about these things these people want to take care of my needs these people are excited when i'm growing and developing so when i'm working with a th- family as a therapist and they are using a system of rewards and punishment and a lot of times that can lead to like gosh the system just isn't working anymore they don't care about the punishments that we give them so we keep having to invent new punishments or bigger punishments then we have to remember what those punishments were and be consistent and follow through on it and then the rewards have to actually be something that they're invested in and it it feels like sometimes it's like wow this takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of energy and i wish that as a therapist that i could support people in the family that they want to have right like if you want to have rewards and punishments okay and i can help you guys out with that i honestly don't really know how to do that a lot of the time i don't know how to support a family with that it does feel like yeah you have to keep getting really creative with it and really consistent with it and it's going to take a lot of your energy and i don't even want to support someone in that direction to be perfectly honest because the alternative can be a lot easier And moving from a reward-punishment paradigm to a paradigm more based in development and cooperation is difficult and does take support and does take patience and does take really understanding what you're doing. And if you're a family out there listening to this and you're like, huh, maybe maybe we could do things different, I would recommend doing that, if you can, with a therapist who is on board with these principles and can help support you with that process. Cause I think there's a lot of things that we can run into with that, especially cause we were all more or less raised in families that way and are used to living in a world where that's just kind of accepted and that's how classrooms run and that's how lots of homes run. And that's the way I was raised personally. And I, I think that thinking about trying to transcend that dynamic can be scary. In a beautiful place where it shows up and has helped me to really deepen my belief in it is working with children in a child-centered space. That does not include rewards, and that does not include punishments. And I have not had a child yet who hasn't moved into harmony with me in that environment. That doesn't mean we don't have disruptions in that harmony. We do. It doesn't mean that there aren't lots of things to you know, sort out before we get there. There are. It doesn't mean that there aren't boundaries that are pushed and sometimes pushed a lot over what can be many sessions. That happens. It doesn't mean that I don't have moments sometimes as a therapist where I think, man, I don't, this is, this is tough. This is tough. I don't know how I'm going to keep holding this. But it consistently moves towards harmony. And with the families that I've worked with, Who feel invested in creating this kind of a culture inside of their own homes and who have had to sit down with their children and say, like, here's something I want to try. Here's something I want to experiment with. Let's not, we're not going to do punishments anymore, but I'm not going to give you rewards anymore either. I'm going to tell you what I think is right and I'm going to tell you what I think is true and I hope you'll be open to telling me what you think is right and true and things that I do that you don't like and I'll tell you things that you do that I don't like and we'll hopefully through that process find harmony with each other and there's going to be times when you're going to do things that you might not want to do and there's going to be times I don't, I'm don't. i going to have to do some things that I don't want to do but I ultimately do want to do them because I love you and I care about you and I want you to be happy and maybe that's not exactly what the speech can look like it, you know, it can often be shorter than that perhaps, and just saying, hey, let us we're going to try something different. We're going to try an experiment. And I have zero desire to make this podcast political, but I have had some children come in and say to me, and I can't remember exactly what it was. I almost wish I had written it down, but that essentially expressing the sentiment that, gosh, Donald Trump uh, certainly says a lot of things he shouldn't say and has done some things he shouldn't do and uh, has lied about some things, and he's president, and he's president. And some of them have also been quick to point out that their parents have tried to let them know that like, yeah, but that's like, uh, you know, that's kind of an, a, an exception, I guess. And, in, in, you know, in general, you really you really to be successful, you, you do have to be a, a good person. But I, I think kids are starting to see through that. And bravo to them. Bravo. Like, yeah, it's the system certainly sounds nice if you're a nice person. And you do good things, you'll get ahead. If you're not a nice person, you don't do good things, you won't get ahead. But the reality of that isn't true. And the desire to be a good person in this world, in a world that is not a meritocracy, has to come from within. The desire to be honest has to come from within. The desire to be cooperative has to come from within. And you can use punishment and reward to keep some kind of a system going in general. Some kind of a system. You can run a functioning household and a loving household on a punishment reward system. Absolutely. I would not want to question that for one second. And for those who are up for it, whether that's parents or teachers or therapists, we can be trying to cultivate something much deeper than obedience when we have a system that transcends punishment and reward. We can be developing a child in ways that they can carry throughout their lives no matter how the world treats them, no matter whether they get rewarded or punished because they've been raised outside of that dynamic and they have values that can transcend that dynamic. They don't need to be rewarded to live by their values and to be kind. And I never feel pulled to make this podcast, necessarily, to try to convince anybody of anything, and I hope it doesn't feel that way, although I'm certainly sure it does slide in that direction at times, because I want to ride the line of not judging those who are using rewards and punishments. Parenting is difficult. I have so much respect for all of the parents out there who are taking care of themselves, perhaps having a relationship with a partner, perhaps having a social life, perhaps having a professional life, and also at the same time committed to loving and nurturing their children. Everyone who's doing that, regardless of the system that they're using, deserves respect and support. And I also want to name that for those who feel invited to something different, who feel called to something that feels feels a little bit outside of the norm, that feels like it could be a little bit scary, that requires a little bit of a leap of faith, whether you're a parent doing it or whether you're a therapist who's considering trying to support families in this way, that that leap of faith, that courage that it takes to want something more for our children and our families and for this world, I, I believe that that leap of faith will often be rewarded. And for those of you out there who are child-centered, the way that we hold boundaries in our space, the way that we conduct ourselves in our space, being a parent is obviously different than that. There's an agenda when you're a parent. There are things to do when you're a parent. There is a necessity regarding being, say, more open and vulnerable with your emotions and your own experience when you're a parent. But... What we do in our playrooms can serve as a model for what some homes can look like. There are principles in what we do as child-centered therapists in terms of the way that we hold boundaries calmly and give options and choices and respect the feelings that are coming out of the child at the time. Simple things like that can be passed on, and often it becomes more complicated than that. And often there are emotions to work through on the part of the parents or on the part of the child to help deepen this level of connection and deepen this level of harmony and cooperation and ability to work through struggles and to stay responsive and not reactive on the part of the adults when these struggles are occurring but there is opportunity in there to create a better world and we don't have to look too far if you're being child-centered to find a template for that And those are all the words that feel like they're going to spill out of my mouth for this episode of Playtime. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you'd like to support the show, and thank you to Valerie for being my third Patreon supporter. I mean, I I guess it still counts, even though she's my wife. But head over to patreon.com slash playtimepodcast, although this podcast is offered for free in the spirit of the gift. Don't hold any guilt for listening to it without offering something for it. It is heartwarming to me that you're even listening to my voice right now. Check out BarnettChildTherapy.com if you want to see more of my work, including the Child Center children's books, of which there are four of those now. One on Holding a Secret Due to Trauma, one on the coronavirus, one on Getting Mad, and another on Sharing. And uh, contact me if you'd like. And yep, I'll stop rambling and catch you all next time.